You're listening to Skip Intro with Kelvin Yee, Ian McNally, Pahe Yusuf, and Julian Yap. Today, we're talking about two movies that we missed on cinema, but is now available on TV, Phantom Thread and Ingrid Goes West. First up, let's talk about Phantom Thread, starring Daniel Day-Lewis. Give us the brief. Oh, the brief. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Daniel Day-Lewis in a Paul Thomas, Paul Anderson. Thomas Anderson movie. Yeah, I, That's pretty much a good brief, I think. Yeah. If Reynolds has made my dreams come true. And I have given him what he desires most in return. And what's that? Every piece of me. He's a very demanding man, isn't he? Must be quite a challenge to be with him. Yes. Maybe he is the most demanding man. Give us the brief. Oh, the brief. <laughs> it's a Daniel Day-Lewis in a Paul Thomas, Paul Anderson. Thomas Anderson movie. Yeah, I, That's pretty much a good brief, I think. Yeah, If you've ever seen a Paul Thomas Anderson film and everything you think you're seeing in your head, but with Daniel Day-Lewis, yeah, you're yeah. pretty right. Exquisitely crafted. <laughs> beautifully shot. Amazingly acted. Um, it's not as clockwork as, say, a Christopher Nolan movie. Oh, no. There's no. more passion usually in them. In certain ways, like, you know, I drink my milkshake, your milkshake being a classic example of that from um, There Will Be Blood. Yeah. But this is very repressed English ha- uh, fashion house that a uh, new spark comes into and doesn't quite turn things upside down, but slowly adapts to what's going on in the house and slowly makes herself felt. And in that, in that synopsis, there is like 16 different movies you could do, and mm. I I had no idea which one this was while watching it, even up until the end. I think it's better going to Phantom Thread, not having seen the trailer. Maybe just the poster is enough because the poster is so exquisite. The colors in the poster itself is so rich that you know exactly what kind of experience you're about to go into, but you don't know how that story is going to go. Mm. Prestige. Yeah, it's pure prestige. It's all shot on film. It's very, it's very delicious, if that's a <laughs> word I want to use on air. So... Um, basically, Daniel Day-Lewis is Reynolds Woodcock, who is a haute couture fashion designer in the 50s. And he is basically Karl Lagerfeld or Yves Saint Laurent in mm. the 50s, mm. right? He has the prestige of it and Chanel and everything. And he meets Alma, who's played incredibly by Vicky Creeps. Yeah. For me, hmm, I enjoyed, I kind of enjoyed the film, but in a way you'd enjoy a good non-fiction book. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's in, in a lot of ways, it reminds me a lot of, uh, say, like The Master, where it, there's a story, but it's not, there's no climax to said story. It mm. just sort of happens and you're watching it and you're following along these two characters doing their daily thing because there's no big... There's no character chase in the third act. Yeah, but there's also no real, like, character development. Nobody changes at the end so much. Oh, I don't know. 
I mean, yeah, okay. I think I think I agree with what you guys are saying. There were huge changes at the end of the no, story. <laughs> but but as in, in the in the end, there's no real sort of like you don't get the satisfaction that you get when you walk out of the yeah, cinema. A lot there's of no times, like yeah. there's no full stop to the story. Mm-hmm. There's no big sort of big climax. There's just it happens. It keeps happening. Something else happens, and then. Down. It's window into a world cinema in yes. a way, but yeah, it's yeah, also yeah. like Paul Thomas Anderson is not known for his love of couture fashion houses. It's like there is a story he wants to tell there, and while it's told in a very deliberate fashion and setting, mm. it's a it's it's a setting that should be boring to me. Yeah. And it never at any point was I bored in this movie, or never at any point was I rushing it. Like mm. I was looking at the time, it is two hours five minutes, I yes. think. And I was thinking, like, oh, I gotta squeeze this in for the review. And then I was like, no, this is great. I can just keep watching them. And Daniel Day-Lewis is magnetic as a jerk. Mm. Like, there's so much... Uh, Vicky Creeps is great as well and just, like, the stunned look of, like, hurt on her face for mm. 90% of the movie. Like, she does different variations of that. But he's so slimy and creepy from <laughs> the moment you meet him and they kind of lead your mind down a certain expectation with the very beginning of this mm. movie mm. with mm-hmm. a another character. And they keep balancing on whether it's going to go that way or another way the whole yeah. way through it and uh, I just couldn't take my eyes off both of them yeah. yeah so I completely understand what both of you are saying I have watched this twice now so the first time I watched this I watched it in the cinema um, and the second the credits started rolling I turned to the person next to me and I said well I'm so sorry that was awful and you had to sit through it because it is not a comfortable experience, mm. I think, watching it mm. for the first time because you don't know what's going on. Like, it's, let's it's, say the omelette scene, you've no idea what that means till later. Yeah, mm. and that's okay because it looks beautiful. Yeah. It's for the first time, you kind of watch it for like the feast for the eyes and everything, but it's also, it's basically a story about a very toxic relationship and how the dynamics of that relationship play out and the performances are very very subtle that watching it for the first time because you're looking out for where this story is going to go and like oh where's the plot here oh what's happening like you're kind of looking for that but really you should be looking for the subtleties and the kind of the ups and downs in this relationship who is the biggest player in the game at this moment in the room at this time Mm, in this mm, scene because that changes so quickly and like in one scene that can switch really quickly so I watched this a second time uh, and the second time you watch it all because you know what's going to happen this all of this just comes back Mm. Um, you get to see you get to appreciate how um, Daniel Day-Lewis just transitions from such a baby boy who is not able to love anyone and is not able to accept anyone into his into his heart except his sister who's played by um, Leslie, Manville. Leslie Manville who's incredible at one point she says do not fight me Reynolds I because I will go through you yeah. and it's what a line there and is an awful lot of great lines as well like no more stodgy cakes yeah <laughs> And he does that man-child baby so well, mm. but but then at the same time, you can see that like struggle in like two seconds on his face because he just wants to create beautiful fashion and yeah. art. And when he his love for Vicky creeps his character Alma, it's not for her, but it's for how she carries her dress, his dresses, mm-hmm. and how he takes care of her because he's lacking that mother figure in his mm. life. And it's even v- Vicky creeps his character Alma. She. You know, she plays it really well in the way that she does the, this is not my place. I'm not supposed to be here, but no, I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. I am your your lover now. Yeah. So I'm going to make a place for myself. And I mean, not even that. It's like, if I'm going to be your muse, yeah. there's going to be 
other there's, stuff. There's going to be yeah, other yeah. stuff too. Yeah. yeah. So I'd recommend that anyone who watched this the first time didn't super enjoy it. I'd recommend even watching it first time, waiting two or three months, and then coming back to it because mm. I think you'll get a lot more from it. Yeah, I think. I mean, I enjoyed it. I yeah. think it's a. It wasn't what I was expecting. I think if you're not a Paul Thomas Anderson. Follower, if you don't watch a lot of his films, yeah. watching this, you might be like, uh-huh. "Where's the murder scene? Where's the blood dripping? Where's the cop chase?" You're not going to get any of that. Yeah. Are yeah. we not going to mention Punch Drunk Love? Every time he comes up, we have to mention Punch Drunk Love. Yeah. Right? So, so, <laughs> so yeah. So I mean, contract. Be, be prepared for for that. If you have any thoughts about Phantom Thread, you can send it to us on WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine, and on social media we're at Skip Intro My. After this, we talk about Ingrid Goes West. This is BFM eighty nine point nine. Beyond frivolous matters, BFM eighty nine point nine, the business station. Hello, it's Skip Intro with Kelvin Yee, Ian McNally, Bahi Yusuf, and Julian Yap. We're continuing our conversation about movies we missed on the big screens, but are now available on TV. Earlier, we talked about Paul Thomas Anderson's Phantom Thread. Now we're talking about Ingrid Goes West starring Aubrey Plaza. The couple that yogas together stays together. Hashtag perfect. Hashtag yes. perfect. Ingrid Sorburn. I thought she was in an insane asylum. Live in the sunshine, swim in the sea. Hashtag California. LA is the best. I'm making a ton of new friends. You should totally follow me on Instagram. Maybe you're confusing her with one of your Insta fans. <laughs> you are by far the coolest, most interesting person I've ever met. <laughs> What's it about? Fire the Aubrey Plaza klaxon. I will watch anything with Aubrey Plaza in it. I will, I will watch her reading phone books in a different language. Ingrid Goes West starts with a bang as Ingrid breaks into a wedding of a supposed, what you believe is a friend of hers and maces her for not getting an invite to the wedding before being promptly carted off to a psychological hospital. Upon her release, she goes west and tries to build herself a new life, but it's all kind of within through the lens of Instagram and social media. Um, she builds her entire life around the popularity you get from social media and gloms onto people who have that popularity seemingly effortlessly. And the story kind of follows her as she's trying to start a new life, but also still being a psycho kind of stalker. And the story develops from there. And I quite enjoyed it because, again... I'll watch Aubrey Plaza doing anything, but there's there's points by the end, kind of the ending left a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, I mean, for me, this this movie almost feels like it couldn't decide what it wanted to do. Mm. And and watching the film, I keep thinking to myself, like this has been done so many times before. Name seven. Well, <laughs> no, kidding, for example, in the film, they say, like, that's very single white female. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. that thing of that stalker film. and It's underscores, it's hashtag single white female now. Yeah, so, and it doesn't do anything special with it, right? And the movie's fine, I guess. I I didn't care for it either way. It's not, not something I'd revisit for any reason. I thought if it, when you're saying it doesn't know what it wants to be, I think there is something there in that there are elements that are blackly comic that I is thought there, if it though? could have leaned into a bit more. I don't know. Was that comic? I didn't. 
it's tentatively common. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I, I, that's the thing. I didn't feel like it was trying to be like super thriller. I didn't know if it was mm. trying to be super like a stalker movie or if it was it trying to be like a silly dark comedy thing. I just didn't know what it was trying to do. I mm. didn't laugh. I didn't snicker. Damn, I didn't know what it was trying to do. Really? Yeah. Uh, so again, I've watched this twice now. The first time, I, like Bahir, I did not enjoy it. I thought Aubrey Plaza is was a great choice because she plays this character so well. She's very off-putting. She's a bit unnerving in a mm, lot of scenes. Mm. Just her eyes, just yeah, yeah, yeah. That stare of just um, I want you. I want you so bad. Yeah. I'm gonna follow you. I'm gonna steal your dog. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd watch you do anything. I don't want to wa- her watching me do anything. No. <laughs> yeah. But I do have to say, the second time watching it for this, I. I don't think they did it extremely well because yeah. you don't understand it the first w- mm. the first round watching it. But you know the thing they're trying to do with mental health and depression and uh, relationships with um, other people around with, you with yeah. idols. Yeah. You, the kind of kind of forged relationship that we kind of have with um, Instagram people. Mm. The kind of idea that we want to put forward in the world as opposed to the idea of what we actually are in real life. Yeah, Bahir's right. We've seen this so many times. <laughs> I think they could have gone so much further with it. But I think they it. could have committed to it. They could have. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it just didn't halfway feel. through, it just switches. Yeah. That's not the same movie you're watching. Yeah, it. So, so they halfway through, they almost kind of gave up on the whole social media thing yeah. and just it just becomes another stalker. So film. basically, halfway through, Billy Magnuson th- shows up as... Just like yeah. in Aladdin. Yeah. yeah that's true. <laughs> <laughs> as, I, um, no, he's great in yeah, it. Yeah, but he looks like playing. he's just walked in from Game Night. Yeah, literally. Like he's yeah. literally playing almost the yeah, same yeah, character. Yeah, 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 that's true. I didn't fly him from Paris, I flew him from Game Night. And the same character as he was in the big short that's the only character Billy Magnuson knows how to play and I'm okay with that he's pretty good with it yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he's really good at I'm okay it yeah. and is, so, it, is it Wyatt Russell is that his name he's, as the husband as the husband he's yeah. Kurt Russell's son or grandson Gusson I think sure. uh, uh, okay uh. and so Elizabeth Olsen who have we mentioned her she no we haven't she's the, she's the social media star that uh, Aubrey Plaza is stalking yeah yeah so um, Billy Magnuson came, comes in and basically the whole story just kind of like changes unravels yeah and yeah. you know oh it's about it's a it's a bit heisty but also it's about like how tragic these people are because you should you know reflect on yourself you're also terrible and a loser like me oh no we're all losers and it could have you know they could have sold that a bit harder to it. Yeah. yeah or at least whatever they're trying to do in the second half bring it back in the first half mm. or the first half bring it back in the second mm. half yeah but I think they were going there a bit with just how badly her life goes in pursuit of this stuff and they do bring it up the fact that Elizabeth Olsen's life is not all it's made out to yes. be no but I didn't think they committed to that yeah. it, they didn't sort of drive that home right it's other than the fact that her husband's got great art in inverted commas. <laughs> Hashtag what? You're getting a now. That art was funny. Yeah, but... It's but, just classical art with just like slogans over it. Like 12 grand. Oh, that. did you paint those yourself? No, they're found art. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I think... But they never committed to it, right? No. And there's that one part her husband says like, oh, you know that quote she keeps saying? She never even read it. It's my favorite book. Yeah, yeah like, that was a good to That was a yeah. reveal that they should have gone down a bit more. And on. yeah, they should have committed to the fact that she is just as fake. And I think they didn't. And I'm that's disappointing. I think they kind of do that when Palm Clementeeth comes in as an even more famous Instagram star and you get yeah. to see, whoa, oh my God, she's got like over a million followers. Yeah. And like you get to see that actually is Elizabeth Olsen, who is supposedly this massive Instagram influencer, she is just as desperate as Aubrey Plaza mm. is because yeah. she starts like clawing her way through. No, but I, I'd like to have seen like, because yeah. I've worked in that sphere. I'd like to hear the idea of her going 
uh, like I'd love to have heard Elizabeth Olsen saying, "Oh, this will be good for my brand because this mm. will add." So there's an analysis to it. There's kind of that little thing which she wants to sell a house or have a house where everything's on her Instagram is for sale. So we would just go in and buy it from yeah. her, like living there. Yeah. Kind of, they do it in subtle little ways, I guess. But they don't commit to it as hard as they commit to joking on Batman Forever. Yes, <laughs> like the moment <laughs> that was. Yeah, that. Hang on, guys. Batman <laughs> Forever is a great soundtrack, by the way. It's a great soundtrack, but yeah. like even I knew it from the moment that O'Shea Jackson, who is Ice Cube's son. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And he was in Longshot. And I, I'm, I'm liking him more and more the more I see yeah, him. Yeah. I missed this, him in this before. But the moment he presents his business card, I was, I was like, that's the Batman Forever <laughs> font. Forever font, yeah. That's weird. Yeah. And then, like, it turns out he's a big fan. Like, they commit to that a little yeah. bit. That bit is committed to way more. Yeah. And even he has a great line where, like, I think when he gets his truck damaged, it's like, you know, Tupac told me there'd be days like this. Yeah. <laughs> also, there was another thing about, where, like, oh, Val Kilmer will take on, will be able to beat anybody. I'm just like, oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So those bits were okay. But again, they're just okay. I don't feel like... I, fe- I wish they had committed down that route of social media wannabe influencer gone wrong mm. because of. But I think in terms of like air quotes indie movies that mm. um, come out, I think that both ones we've had are worth watching. Like mm. I, th- there might be some links, I think, between Who Goes West and like Eighth Grade. Have you seen 8th yes, grade? Definitely. I haven't seen 8th grade. Yeah, I did not enjoy the experience of seeing 8th grade at all. It felt so indie. It was like maybe if it was in you know, the Alamo draft house with a nice kind of plush place where I right. could order food and drink and stuff, I would be like, mm, ah, yes, the art. But when I watched it, it didn't do that for me. I'd heard so many things about Ingrid Go West. It wasn't quite as good as I expected, but I still felt it managed to ride that line between indie and palatable so, and, okay i'm yeah. gonna disagree there i think eighth grade does a better job at exploring um out you know out of placeness especially mm-hmm. when the, whatever it decides its theme is yes right? so it decides of, that better, yeah, yeah and that theme for eighth grade is being an out of place sort of teenager not comfortable in your body in yourself mm. who you want to be i think that one does it really well but i think they I, nailed, I, nailed I, the setup I, for that but didn't follow through well maybe I think, yeah, I think it's not as relatable as probably Ingrid Goes West is. No, I, I think Ingrid Goes I was well on board, but I didn't find the story went anywhere in mm. particular uh-huh. for me. So that, yeah. that was a problem for me. This movie only made $3 million in the box office. Three? Yeah. Three? Three. Yeah. Okay. Mm. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, it's, look, it's, it's not a bad movie. Yeah, I just if, think if, it falls short. If right? you need to get your Aubrey Plaza injection before Legion Season 3 starts or sure. before, I don't know, whichever one's coming I think, soon. I think for me, this is just like, this is at that, you know, it's that four star, five star thing where it could, out of ten, like it could have just a bit more, you could have gotten yeah. into like respectable seven, six and a half, seven territory. I think if anything, if you want to see, if you want to see a pretty good exploration of mental health and there's a very good monologue that Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza does right at the end. Um, and there should be a content warning here for suicide in this movie. Oh, definitely. Yes, and uh, drug abuse, definitely, because it's a bit sketchy. But there's a great monologue there that really, you touch on things like loneliness and um, trying to find relationships in physical things and uh, online online profiles where there really isn't anything. And I think for that, I think it's worth watching. Yeah, again, it's not that great, but it's... A fun little thing to just take off that you've seen, I think. Mm. Let us know what you think about Ingrid Goes West or even about Phantom Thread. Drop us a note at movies at bfm.my or on social media. We are at skipintromy. And you may just want to follow us there because we have a Stranger Things Lego set to give away. 
It's a huge one. You can find more details there at Skip Intro MY. This is the Evening Edition, BFM 89.9.